Today, we've got top experts in fields such as shipping, translation, foreign marketplaces, sourcing, and all-around experts like Kevin King himself on the show giving their top advice for Q4 on Amazon. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got a special episode today because we've got tons of people who have come and given us their top strategies for what you Amazon sellers need to do for Q4, you know, October, November, December, what are the things that you guys should be doing? What shouldn't you be doing? I've brought in top experts such as Kian, who's going to talk about suppliers. We've got Tim Jordan, who's going to talk about finance. We've got Nick Katz, who's going to talk about Amazon Japan. Dan Meadows, who's talking about the wholesale method. Ann Ferris is going to tell her story. Sean Chang is going to talk about using 3PLs and warehouses and his best advice for Q4. We've got Sharon with his advice. We've got Justin from PickFu to talk about split testing for Q4. We've got Yana who's going to talk about translating your listings uh, for foreign marketplaces. Varun is going to talk about Q4 strategy for Amazon India. Raphael is going to talk about a very important thing. What about shipping times and the whole logistics thing during Q4? How do you manage that? Alina, we've got from AZ Rank, who's going to talk about ranking keywords in Q4. And also, we've got Kevin King. This was part of an actually an eight-hour broadcast I did just a couple of weeks ago where I went live for eight hours. But we're not going to have this for eight hours. What myself and Barkus Patty did, we took the top advice about Q4 specifically from that whole eight-hour megathon and we compiled it and narrowed it down to the, the best advice here in this episode that'll be about, you know, like less than an hour, I think you guys will have here. So without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and, and cut to these different clips. And guys, make sure you got your notepad out because there is some really, really golden information here that can help you guys crush it in this Q4. What should people, uh, Amazon sellers out there have in mind as we get into October, November, December about about ordering from suppliers. Yeah, I mean, Q4 is a really special time for the obvious reasons that that's gonna be like a big sales period, but also bear in mind that like Chinese New Year is end of January as well. So like January, February, like factory is gonna be shut down for like a month. So like you need, you need to get your orders in in advance like not only because it's a busy period, but also because factories like shut down for a month. So I've got some orders that I'm placing right now and factories are like, we can't do any more orders. We're full for Q4. And then now you, you, your next um, supply is going to be like March, April next year. And that's like six months away. And that's crazy, but it, it bulks up. So the way you can get around that is by giving like forecast orders. And like when you place your orders in like March or April, like you don't know like when you're going to be placing your orders for like Q4. But what you can say is like, hey, we normally place orders of like, you know, 2,000 or 3,000 units a month for every like two months. But you can say over the course of the year, we're going to order like 10,000 units or like 15,000 units. So I want you to order the raw materials for 15,000 units. So you have all our materials in stock. So whenever we place an order, everything's going to be there available. And then you're, you guys are like ready to go. And if it's a supplier that you have a long-term relationship with, then they can actually like 
finish all those like 15,000 units, keep it in storage for you. And then when you need it, you just ship it and you pay for it as they ship it. But that's only when you have like a long-term business relationship and you've like done many orders before. But if you're just getting started, like now is the time to build those relationships and to give your forecast orders for the year. So when you come to like Q4 that you're not stuck, basically. What else can you tell us about about Q4 that that Amazon sellers need to keep in mind? But you know, like also Q4, but not, not only Q4, but this week, like is golden week in China. So from 1st of October till the 8th of October, it's a one week holiday. So all, all uh, air freight, QCs, inspections, all that sort of stuff is like shut down for this week. So if you're trying to contact your suppliers or like your factors are still open, factors are still running. But like if you're trying to get air freight out, like this first week in October is like, is like shut down. And as well, like Q4, like October, November was a critical time for the Canton Fair. And at Canton Fair, as you know, is like a prime like buying period and like where you get to meet all your suppliers and all that sort of stuff. But we can't go to China right now. So the Canton Fair is going virtual. And the second virtual or the second online fair is starting on the 15th of October. And that's going to be super exciting because I feel that like the Canton Fair made a lot of mistakes the first time around. They took it, like they didn't really know the, like the amount of audience that we're going to pull and they didn't have the online platform like Alibaba does. So right now you should be focusing on like, okay, you should probably put your orders in for Q4 if you haven't done already. But if you're going to be developing items for next year, you should start putting your attention towards the online Canton fair, which starts on the 15th of October and um, get, get to that fair because like Alibaba has got very good suppliers and they're improving as a platform and they're improving with suppliers there. But in my opinion, the best suppliers in the world are the ones which go to the Canton fair, the real Canton fair. And then now those suppliers are available online. So it's the biggest opportunity for Amazon sellers to get in touch with the absolute best manufacturers. If you just register for that online Canton fair. Is there any possible way to, 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 to have it manufactured yeah. and shipped where it can still make it by like the first week of December? Do you think? Sure. And like some things I always ask my manufacturers, is it like, okay, this is a product I want to do. And normally the lead time is like 60 days. So you're going to be out with that period. But I always ask the manufacturers, what materials are you holding in stock and what products are you holding in stock? Because um, right now, or you know, when Corona first hit, suppliers got a lot of cancelled orders because Corona first hit in China and a lot of people didn't think it hit the rest of the world. And then it hit the rest of the world and all these big orders that people placed to China, they tried to cancel because retail stores were shut down or their online stores were shut down or their products weren't in demand. So there was a lot of cancelled orders going to China, but they'd already manufactured the stuff. They'd already manufactured the forecast stuff, which people aren't taking stock anymore. So if you contact your manufacturers and say, what products are you holding in stock? There are products right now good to go where you should, you just need to apply custom packaging and then it's good to ship. So if you have an idea for a product, it might already be sitting in a warehouse somewhere in China. So when you go on Alibaba and you're trying to develop a product, forget saying like, Hey, I need this custom red Pantone color. Just say, this is a product that I'm interested in. Are you holding any stock? And they'll tell you, yep, we've got this in stock, add your packaging and it's shipped. So that's something you can get in fast. What are some of your best tips? It doesn't have to be restricted to the financial. No, what's that new sure. word you taught me? FinTech, you know, uh, world or, or I mean, so, I mean, supply chain, uh, sourcing, um, uh, keyword research. What, what's your best uh, Q4 tips for everybody out there right now? I think, I think my best Q4 tip now is to sleep on every decision you're making. Um, I was just talking to a, a good friend of mine and, and she called and she's like, Tim, I need your advice. I need your advice. I'm, you know, this is what I'm thinking. I'm, and I said, whoa, take a step back. If we make decisions based on emotion, they're not always the best decisions for a business. And right now, our Amazon outlook is very emotional. Like Amazon just dumped on us Prime Days in two weeks. And oh my gosh, we have to respond to Prime Day. It's coming. What are we going to do? 
like nothing. Don't do anything right now. The, the, the e-commerce, you know, potential that's here is massive, but honestly, we're being hit with so many different ideas, options, shiny object syndrome on a fairly volatile platform. You know, we don't know tomorrow if Amazon's going to start restricting inbound shipments. They're already restricted. What if they start restricting more? So, if right now we're starting in Q1, it's probably too late to make a big change in what you're doing. Keep on carrying on. Think long-term. Your e-commerce business is not going to just be defined by the next three months. It's going to be defined by the next three, six, nine years, hopefully, right? And right now we're seeing so many things like, for instance, Amazon is going to come out 10 times over the next three months and say, hey, Q4 is coming or uh, Prime Day is coming. Hey, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is coming. You need to increase your PPC bids. In my mastermind group, I've been telling everybody, don't touch your PPC bids. The only person that benefits from raising your PPC bids is Amazon, right? And right now, everybody does this crazy reactionary stuff because we think we have to respond. If you've already got your business set up, like keep calm and carry on. And if you think a decision needs to be made, wait till tomorrow. Sleep on it. Make sure this is not like a fearful decision or one based on like excitement for, for shiny object syndrome, right? Q4 this year is going to be crazy for a lot of people. Sales are going to be awesome. But you can't change on a dime right now and decide, oh, I need to invest more money. I'm going to order a shipment from China, get it in before December 12th. It's not going to happen, guys. The logistics chain is already extremely slow. The supply chain is extremely slow. And it's going to become more volatile. Every day I wake up expecting to see some crazy announcement from Amazon, and it's going to happen. The next three months are going to be nuts. My thought is don't freak out. Don't panic. Don't make crazy decisions that could cost you a lot of money or wreck what you already have. If your listing's been up for a year and you've got it fairly optimized, don't wake up tomorrow and go, oh my gosh, it's Q3. I need to re-optimize my listing. Because you go around and screw with too much stuff and all of a sudden you realize, well, crap, I de-indexed for 20 keywords I was on. I've jacked up my PPC listings. It's taking me three months to react. Keep calm. Take a deep breath. <gasps> Do a little yoga, right? I know it's exciting. We're being hit by a lot of data and we're being hit by a lot of you know, people on YouTube videos and people on Facebook trying to offer advice and, and Amazon, frankly, is, is hitting us with a lot of information and advice. Take all of it with a grain of salt. Do your thing. Remember that this is a three year plan, not a three month plan. We're all holding on for the ride because every day we don't know what's going to happen. So I guess that's my advice is take a deep breath, calm down and make logical decisions. In your experience for Amazon Japan, um, do you do any, how is Q4 in, I mean, is it, do you see similar increases in sales as you do with like, for example, your Amazon Germany uh, business? Yes, you do. By the way, Bradley, how, how long do we have for this? Because we've this, got about 15 minutes, 15, 20 okay. minutes. Okay. I'll try and, okay. So <clears throat> for, so Amazon, so Q4 in Japan is different from Q4 everywhere else. Uh, it has made, there have been a few changes over the last two years. So uh, going back three years, Q4 has been very, very light. There was no Prime Day. Uh, there was no Cyber Monday. Two years ago, Amazon for the first time did it. It was a bit weird the way they did it, though. It wasn't, it was like a one day event and it was about a week after the usual Prime Day and Cyber Monday. Actually, maybe even more than that. So obviously, Amazon is trying to start this 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 kind of festival of prime day um in japan because it's never traditionally had it but coincidentally that same year other companies started picking up on this and it started to become a thing so last year i think it was the first year amazon brought prime day cyber monday to the traditional you know the days they are worldwide and also loads of other stores online stores regular retail brick and mortar stores also started so only in the last two years it's officially become a thing in japan uh, so this year it will probably be bigger than usual for obvious reasons especially online 
Um, so I'm expecting it to be good. It's nothing like you get, uh, like I sell in Europe, and we do you know considerably more sales over winter. Uh, over Q4 in Japan, the sales are up, but they aren't bananas. So don't expect it to go absolutely nuts unless you're doing toys and games. Um, but the one thing I will add is that January, February, March is really good in Japan. So it tends to go up. Sales tend to go up in kind of uh, November, especially December, and then they stay pretty even all the way through until early spring. So you may not get, you may not go nuts Q4, but it doesn't drop off either. There's no you know, straight up and straight down. It's it's it goes up and stays fairly high for a while. Obviously, that is category dependent. That is a very broad thing I've given you there. But I've been selling on Amazon Japan in winter. I've had about five winters in a row now. So across a number of categories. So that's kind of what I've seen. How has Amazon Germany Q4 been in the past for you? So Amazon Amazon Germany is actually really really good. Amazon Europe is Amazon is good because they have they have the the, the tradition of not only Christmas sales, but also cute, you know, things like Prime Day. I should probably add the thing about Japan. Another problem with Japan is that they don't traditionally have Christmas. It's not, it's not a Christian country. So that's so obviously, a place like Germany is a Christian country, or there are lots of Christians there. So and they do celebrate Christmas even if they're not Christian, and they give more gifts. So Germany has always been good. Um, so I focus a lot more on things like, you know, Prime Day sales. Actually, oh, I'm not going to do it as much this year because I do hate Prime Day. I think it's a stupid system, but. Um, uh, I do kind of focus more on on making sure the listings do show boxes and present worthy and really stress that a lot more. Uh, although I probably should do that more in Japan as well. But I do focus more on that <laughs> for the markets that I know that are going to be more gifty. Now, for you and your community, what all, if anything, are you guys doing differently, you know, for October, November, December, now that we're in the Q4? So I don't think that this is unique to wholesale, really, honestly. I really believe that the logistics challenges in quarter four are going to be, uh, they're not going to discriminate no matter how you buy your product, whether it's wholesale, you know, arbitrage or, or private label. So one of the things that we've really done is we expect a massive log jam in quarter four. Like my expectation is that uh, you've already started to see limitations going into place. You've already started seeing a lot of those preventative actions. And, and what they're doing is they're trying to build capacity for court to be able to fulfill and, and receive quarter four orders. So our expectation is that that window, like typically, you know, we what we try to do is, is you know, mid-October, we started to really try to push the, the kind of that last bit of remaining inventory in. Um, we're moving that back to the beginning of October to make sure that, everything is received and, and, and what have you. Now, another challenging component is whenever you are, like for a lot of people who are launching SKUs or stuff like that, there are the quantity limits in some cases where you're only allowed to send in, you know, 200 of a unit or, or whatever. And one of the things that we're really doing, and I think this is, again, applies uh, whether you are retail arbitrage, uh, wholesale uh, or, or private label, like it doesn't really matter. We are running a lot of concurrent offers with our uh, with, with the products that we carry, and what I mean by that is we're we're selling FBA. We're also selling Merchant Fulfilled. Um, now, my expectation is that I think that right now, if you are if you're if you if you're selling products on Amazon and you're especially really wanting to have a good quarter four, I think it's a really good time for you to for you to go out and start making connections with prep centers or third party logistics companies that can ship orders directly. Because uh, if, if FBA does become a log jam, having, a, having the ability to 
to kind of uh, have that alternate channel to, to ship and fulfill is going to be huge. And we saw that early in COVID, like early on in that COVID crisis where they, they kind of uh, stopped receiving uh, stopped receiving inventory and slowed it down drastically. Um, we were able to, uh, with, with, with our prep center, we were able to run our concurrent offers then. And a lot of our competitions slowed, uh, were sold out in, in some of the categories, like particularly one category I'm referencing, like it just comes to mind. Um, but whenever they sold out, we gained so much market share during that stretch, they were gone, that it was just important. And we were able to do that because we were fulfilling those orders merchant fulfilled. So it's like, it's not, you know, the sexiest thing to have to do, but it is very, very effective. And I think it's going to be necessary in quarter four for pretty much anybody. This is like your, your second, third, fourth Q4 uh, as an Amazon seller. Um, what has worked for you in the past and what has not worked? Like where, where, what can you tell us? Like, I am never doing that again. You know, I did that last year or talk a little bit about it. Um, well, actually Q4 is not a huge, huge time for me because my products are kind of things that um, people buy for themselves, that women buy for themselves um, and, and it's more expensive. So um, actually January is way better for me because people are using gift cards. So I think number one, it's really important to know your market and know who's buying from you and for what purpose. Because for me, for example, my first December. And actually in December, I went to Peru and my sales had been going down and I was expecting them to go up and, and I'm in Peru. And I actually, I was freaking out. I thought that was my first year. And I thought, this is it. You know, the bubble has burst and my Amazon sales life is over and, and that's it. And I was totally freaking out. And then um, I hit hundred K in sales in February for the first time ever. So I think it's really important if your product is not super giftable, um, specifically if it's something that, that people tend to buy more for themselves, don't it, it, then make sure that you know that and don't freak out if people do not, uh, that, it, that if your sales go down. And then um, a, a strategy for that, if it's something that people tend to buy for themselves, is that you want to hit it really hard right after Christmas and in January, and you can do sales then and promote on your social media about using your gift cards. Like, hey, who got Amazon gift cards for Christmas? Um, and, and that they can use their gift cards to, you know, celebrate, to buy something for themselves, to treat themselves. You know, for example, if you sell products that are like kind of spa type of bath bomb sort of a thing. That might be, you'll probably sell well at Christmas too with that, but you can also hit it really hard asking for the gift cards. Um, another thing that I'm doing this year to try and promote, and I was actually just meeting with a, a girl who works for me and saying, can you, um, let's start trying to get on holiday gift guides. So uh, this is something that you can do with social media. So there's actually, I was talking to her about two ways to do it. So number one with bloggers in your niche, you can look on Instagram or just on Google and look for bloggers. And I've had bloggers message me asking if I want to be on their gift guard, on their gift guides. So some people will want payment for that. I tend to be really cautious about paying for influencers because I haven't personally seen a huge rate of return from that. If I, if, if someone wants me to pay them $500 for a couple of Instagram posts or a blog post, 
unless they're a celebrity where people are really wanting to do everything that they do, I think you might get extra interest. You might get a few more followers, but to, to get $500 in profit, I mean, you're going to have to be selling at least 1500 units. Um, so I think that it's good to be, to be careful with that, but a lot of people will do it for free. They just want to be, you know, they want to have good products to promote. And a lot of people have, they promote like their Amazon affiliates, which means they have, it's like a blogger. So they might have their own Amazon store, which is not selling their own products, but it's, it's, they, it's like, Hey, check out my recommendations. And Amazon gives them a kickback for everything they sell that. So for me, a lot of my products are $60 plus. So people really want to recommend those because they get a, a higher percentage from Amazon than if they were selling like a, a 20 or if they were promoting a 20 or $30 product. So you can do it with bloggers, but you can also reach out to sites that are like rating sites. And this is actually something that I learned from someone else in the Amazon space. I didn't know I, I'm listed on some like um, baby registry sites, for example, as you know, uh, in different niches of things that I sell within the baby space, but they've just done that based on, they look on Amazon sales and who's got reviews, but you can actually reach out to them as well and say, Hey, I see you're rating this or, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I know you did an amazing holiday gift guide last year. I would love to be included on that. These are my products. This is why they're awesome. If you'd like me to send one, for you to test if you'd like to do a giveaway that's a great thing you can do with influencers too and that's a way to kind of ask them to do it for you for free is by saying you know that you'll host a giveaway or you can give a discount code specifically for their followers and then they're giving their followers some kind of advantage so they're less likely you know to to expect to get a lot back from you in that regard just in general for for the q4 months you know october november december Mm -hmm. Does your team do anything differently, like to really take advantage of the season? Like, like are a lot of your products giftable? Like, do you do any special PPC campaigns? Do you do lightning deals or, or what, what do you guys do, if anything, differently? Because of this COVID uh, virus situation, Amazon is now selling a lot of essential goods and food. Yeah. So because of that, uh, Amazon, it's good for Amazon that uh, they... Uh, took that category uh, because of this COVID situation, but same time for exit other category, Amazon is allocating uh, less space comparing to last year. So the COVID situation, also the what is it, the uh, Amazon Prime Day, and these two new factor are making. A lot of uh, seller uh, SCM issue, like inventory sub, uh, supply issue now. And, you know, like yep. before, a lot of overseas sellers, they can arrange air shipment and directly send to FBA. But now, <clears throat> air, is, air fee, air freight charge is crazy. So, uh, you know, all those things all mingle and are making a lot of uh, headaches. And also, re receiving time is taking longer. So, uh, what we've been do, what we've been focusing for now is uh, <clears throat> uh, SCM inventory FBA plan. Now, Amazon set up the the inventory limit, so and it's been taking slow. Uh, so, 
any uh, like good sellers, uh, we plan for end of year sales forecast. And whenever we have room to send it, we uh, prepare the shipment and uh, ship it out. So I think uh, like maximizing selling opportunity with the uh, uh, current, F I mean, uh, with the stable inventory, FBA inventory plan will at least, uh, I mean, it will cover a lot of, you know, uh, I mean, it will be best investment at this season comparing to any type of, uh, you know, marketing. So I, I think that's the very basic thing uh, we need to do it. And second thing is, you know, you know, the holiday season is coming. So promotions and lightning deal and, you know, also connecting social media or deal site to Amazon, uh, those things, those activity also uh, we are working on it too. When people start selling, like how yeah. are, how long does it take for it to, to open up? Like in my experience, it's been, oh. or this was like a month ago, like, like mm -hmm. 10 to after 10 to 14 days, mm -hmm. as long as they're selling consistently a few units a day, now that limit gets higher, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, uh, it's really uh, different. I think it's more like case by case because, you know, uh, I, you know, we are selling some food product too and certain product, the, the new listing, they uh, have like 50 unit limit. Maximum, not two hundred. Oh, uh, so they they are trying. They are getting uh, uh allowing us to receive or uh, send ninety days uh sell uh, selling limit. I think that's just logic and Amazon display on the planner. But um, when they lift it, uh, so far our team is keep checking and um uh, uh test. But uh, it, I think it's between like two, 10 to two weeks or yeah. three weeks. Okay, so it's about the same as what yeah. I what yeah, I had yeah. done. Okay. What are your plans, you know, this year? Uh, you know, in, in as much as just like you said, uh, theoretically speaking, it should be a, a slower time of the year for you. Yeah. But are, are you going to try and test anything this year in order to, to try and like maybe offset, you know, uh, that yeah. or are you just going to go business as usual? So my, uh, my offset was to uh, launch my second product, which I did in February. And um, it, well, yeah, February. And I launched that with four variations. Um, unbeknownst to the world, we didn't know Corona was right around the corner. So I sold 600 units in 51 days. And I'm like, well, this is the one. And then uh, quarantine hit, Amazon slowed down because of essential versus non-essential things of that nature. And I didn't get it back up until just last week. So um, what I'm testing is, and I, I relaunched it with six variations instead of four. So I'm hoping that the, um, the sales from my second product will carry me in the fourth quarter when my first product slows down a little bit. But, you know, I, I, I guess I should be modest because my slowdown is, is I, I was making fifty and sixty thousand in the summertime, and now I'm making thirty thousand with my first product. So, it's not bad. Is your product something that is giftable at all, or that people would gift during a uh, Christmas season? I wish that it was, mm -hmm. but it's not likely based on my my two years of fourth quarter, my two fourth quarters prior to, and 
what I've learned with the X-ray tools and the graph tools of, of Helium 10. It's just it's just historically a slow moving product in the fourth quarter. Okay. Okay. Well, one thing I, I would suggest, uh, you know, that you could do, of course, you know, th of course, you, you're using Helium 10 a lot. I know. Um, I would run. Um, I would. Dev I would run Cerebro on some of those keywords or even manual. Like I would take some of those main keywords. Like, like I'm sure you probably have your you and your competitors have like maybe four or five main keywords that they get sales from, and run magnet and then take a look at what comes out, even if it doesn't have much search volume now about if there's anything like gift or Christmas or something that comes up in that, you know, the smart complete, you know, so, so it, it just shows you all the different variations. And then for those keywords that are, that are kind of like gift Christmas sense. variations of that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit those uh keyword tracker or not keyword tracker, um, keyword hist search volume history of each of those like Christmas. And like, it, it might say 50 search volume now or 100 now, and then just see, are there any spikes at all? like, you know, during November and December, and then boom, if you're, I would put those into my PPC campaign or maybe optimize for those. So, you know, who knows? There's still hope that there, there might be something going on there that, that, um, hopefully you can take advantage of. Maybe they're changing their lifestyle image to show that it's a gift, you know, or something like that. Like, have you heard any cool strategies that, uh, anybody in your community, uh, well, is going to use? One of the things I, I suggest, I, I haven't, I don't feel too comfortable getting other people's stuff, but one of the things I suggest yeah. is, is know your know your product, know your category. For instance, mine is in maternity, so I know sometime in February, around oh excuse me May, around Mother's Day, I need to change the theme of my listing, right? Where bullet points are centric to mothers, specifically around Mother's Day, or the bullet the title may have something about Mother's Day in it, you know, things of that nature. So, with that being said, if you if your product is is holiday centric, um change your lifestyle pictures to holiday stuff because people love to be in the mood for shopping. And if you can accommodate that by making it cozy in your listing, then do so. Also, the backend search terms. If you don't want to change anything because you know the one time you change something in it and sell it central, everything just goes to hell with them and you have to <laughs> fix it all up again, just change your backend search terms to be more relatable to holiday shopping. Let's talk about Q4. Um, you know, when I first was thinking about who who would be an appropriate guest, I was like, all right, we're going to be talking about the different things that people are going to do for Q4. And and just by definition, you know, the, that means, hey, are, are, are people changing their images? Are people, you know, adding different keywords? Are they doing different things for for targeting in PPC campaigns? But it all comes down to the the thesis or, or the theory that, hey, if I optimize for certain, like maybe holiday related keywords or imagery, that maybe it'll help me. So, so, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, your company is PicFu. And yep. we've always talked about PicFu on, on Helium 10 about how it's great to kind of like split test things, but you've been doing this for years already. So, yeah. in your experience, what you've seen your customers do, what kind of things have Amazon sellers done, like around this time that we're in right now? getting ready for that big Q4 rush, maybe in November, December, utilizing PickFu. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're looking to make drastic changes. I think they're just looking to optimize the listings that they already have. And so um, some of it just might be sanity checking. Um, but, you know, even even if you were to validate a large change on on PickFu kind of off Amazon, I think it would it would still be kind of a risk to to make that kind of drastic change on, on your listing. So 
I would say that most people are just optimizing things like their main images or their titles. Maybe they haven't gotten around to it, uh, especially with things going on with COVID. They might have just gotten their inventory in recently and haven't had a chance to uh, to optimize their listings live. So um, I think a lot of people are taking the opportunity to kind of just do the things that they should have been doing and testing things like their titles, their main images, descriptions, bullet points, kind of all that all that stuff. Uh, because, you know, especially now, you don't want to be testing it live. Um, it's a little dangerous, both from uh, loss of sales, but also algorithmic uh, impacts and all that kind of thing. Do any of your clients come back to you like at the start of Q4 and, and then say, hey, we'd like to maybe optimize our listing. You know, are there any other keywords that are Q4 related, like, you know, you know, a holiday related keywords uh, for Q4? Like, do we change it? So, so is that something that ever happens with any of your clients? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I mean, uh, all the clients that really take care of their listings, like, you know, should like, you know, optimize in there, like, maybe five or six months or because of the holiday season. Um, and some of the products are very, you know, Halloween friendly or like uh, Christmas friendly or, you know, like you can really, you know, um, use more keywords than you're actually using. And a lot of seasonal keywords are actually, you know, the, 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 the right way to go. Uh, so a lot of them, like for Q4, we already have, uh, some clients are getting ready for Christmas. They're getting ready for, uh, you know, Halloween and they're just gonna, you know, they want to optimize. They're not changing all of the keywords, of course, but I really think that, you know, like the, the um, search volume keywords are definitely going to go higher for before the holiday season. And then if you can like maybe insert like a one main keyword in the title, for instance, that has like the highest search volume, it's definitely something that people are going to search for. Also, like you can, um, I mean, if your product is like something which is, I don't know, like um, always popular for Christmas, like, I don't know, like uh, maybe some, some presents for your mom or for, for your grandpa. You can also like uh, see, like if you did a keyword research from last year, what were people searching for? So that could be pro probably a good guideline of like, uh, you know, what sort of keywords you could, uh, you could uh, put in your listings. Uh, but definitely it's uh, very important to optimize them according to the season. So seasonality is very good for your products, it's very good for your sales. Um, just, you know, make sure you have enough inventory because that is, I think, going to be the biggest problem in Q4 right now because there'll be a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I think that this is like the seller's fear the most. You've been around the game for a while. So in your experience uh, on what you have seen successful sellers do for Q4, whether Europe, USA, wherever, what is a, a common trait um, that that you can maybe share with the rest of us on, on what sellers should be focusing on or, or something like that for Q4. Yeah, I definitely think that you have to optimize your listings on time because if you're too late, it's just, you know, don't do anything last minute. I mean, I know this is like a no brainer, right? But a lot of people still do it very, very often. And I know that we, we get the most like requests literally like you know three days before like a prime day or like uh, you know like 15 days before christmas or something crazy like that so don't be those sellers and just optimize your listings on time also seasonal keywords are a very good idea um if you don't know what maybe you're maybe haven't haven't sold anything for like last christmas just um uh, i don't know if like, you can do like some keyword research you can uh, if you did something just go to your old keyword research to get an idea what you might want to add to your title or to your bullet. Don't change your listings too much. So be very careful with that. I would never suggest like, you know, changing your bullets and the title. So just kind of like change one variable at a time, either the title or like one bullet, you still have time. In the Amazon India market, 
how is Q4 related to the rest of the year? Is it is there any increase? It does it is it stays the same? Does it go down? Okay, so uh, there's a difference between India and the Western world. So rest of the world, mostly UK, US, Europe, those countries, uh, you know, uh, for them Q4 is Christmas, but for us Q4 is Diwali. Diwali, Diwali generally, you know, comes around October, September, October, November. So, so we, we treat this as a Q4 beginning. So this year, this year Diwali is around uh, mid of November. So by the mid of October to mid of November, we would be having crazy you know, selling period. So it's just about to get started. Yeah. So okay. here, here for Q4, we mean Diwali. And then, and then, so is December a little bit slower than November then because of that? December is slower, yes, but not slower uh, than rest of the year, but still better than rest of the year, but, but slower than the October, November. Okay. All right. Good to know. Obviously not for Christmas, but for that uh, holiday and festival you're talking about in November, what do you do anything differently with your strategy as far as PPC or, 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 or your listing or promotions or anything at all for, for uh, the November holidays? So uh, India market is a little different uh, how it reacts because uh, I, I talk about if my if my seller account if I talk to you like we are a SAM managed uh, business uh, what is SAM managed business so basically strategic account managers have been assigned to our account so they keep on uh, you know coming back to us uh, back and forth regarding our ASINs and all the top performing ASINs, they try to, you know, give us some uh, incentives so that we reduce our prices for the uh, Diwali period that, that we call the Great India Sale. So Great India Sale comes for a month in, in three waves, like five, five, five days and then five days gap in between. So uh, let me come back to how, how we work on this. So we get some incentives from Amazon on a couple of our top performing ASINs and then we have to uh, reduce our prices and and match the, 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 the discount, the incentive that has been given by the Amazon. So that's the one way to do this. Then if we talk about, you know, rest of the ASINs, how we do it. So yes, we boost up, uh, boost up our PPCs. We, we change our bids accordingly. So, so to keep up to the, because at that time, there are a lot of people who are on the PPC at that time and the bids become a little expensive at the time. So we have to little, little boost up our bids as well. So keep our visibility higher and yes, just try to be as competitive as, as we can and uh, keep our listings, you know, uh, we have to basically uh, look at our conversion con conversion rate because at that time the conversion rate really gets uh, very well because a lot of people have actually, you know, pause their uh, buying for last three, four months because they are waiting for this period. So if you're visible at that point of time, your conversion rate will go uh, really, really very good. Q4 is a bit different than the, the rest of the year. Why is that factories, basically factories are exploding with in, like with orders, pre-orders that people like sellers put and book to manufacture their products. To be honest, we are in October. We have actually started Q4 um, today. And... People are after the, the order, their Q4 orders. You know, it's too late to put an order for Q4 because it'll take like 30 days for manufacturing, another month for shipping, and you, we are in December. 
So people already, you know, we are now shipping Q4 orders and we've started shipping Q4 orders like on August and on September. But don't forget, we have Chinese New Year coming up at the start of next year. So people are now ramping up for their orders for Chinese New Year. So you'll now start manufacturing. All right. So it'll be ready on December. So you can ship actually before Chinese New Year. So now, even if you've sent your Q4 orders, now would be the best time to start manufacturing for Chinese New Year. I don't know if you all know that, but Chinese New Year is the longest holiday of the year in China. It's a disruption. It's a disruption of about, it's a disruption effect of about 30 to even 40 days, right? The actual China holiday is about 10 days or 12 days, something like that. But because it's a very uh, important holiday for them, that's the Chinese New Year. Everybody, of, everybody in China is going back to their hometowns. Um, so it's like they take them a week to go to their home and a week to come back. And, you know, some of the employees don't go back because, um, it's, it's a whole thing there. It's a really whole thing that it takes a month until the, the, everybody comes back and factories are reopened again. So now would be a very, a very important time to, to place orders for, you know, after Q4. What are, um, I, I remember you told me this months ago that, that, you know, during COVID, the, the air freight was just impossible, you know, like something that, you know, maybe would have cost $1,000 before it cost like, you know, $5,000 yeah. or even, even worse, but are things more normalized now or still not enough flights, uh, operating to, for the prices to go down to normal? Surprisingly, surprisingly, there are enough flights now, even though people don't fly around surprisingly and i was i was sure it'll, it'll take ages to go to go back to normal but surprisingly rates by air are now i would say 30 35 higher than usual even 40 percent higher than usual which is very good because again three months ago we were talking about 500 600 percent higher because there was just no flights at all and border was shutting down. So now countries opened up their borders, more flights coming in, more flights going out. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot easier. Prices are much better now. What's your just best advice, something you haven't mentioned yet that, that sellers should keep in mind as far as when it comes to logistics here in the next uh, few months? Well, I would say, first of all, if you're shipping with your supplier, if you're a first-time shipper, if you're a first-time seller, that's fine. Send the first order with your supplier. But if you have more than one shipment a month or more than one shipment in a quarter, find yourself a for order, develop a relationship with them, and it'll just help your business so much. That's one. Secondly, um, prepare for Chinese New Year. All right. Again, Chinese New Year is just about the, just around the corner. Um, things are going to be shut down. If you try to put production in January, you'll see that the lead time would be like crazy because people have, you know, done it before. Like people started putting their orders in November, in October for next year. All right. So I know it takes capital, but try to put your orders as soon as possible. January would probably be too late to put an order for Chinese New Year. So try to do it October, November. Uh, that's the most relevant tip. And the last thing is take a buffer. You know, things are crazy. If you have a shipment that is about to come out or if you have a shipment on the way or if you're about to ship something in November, take a buffer. Take another 10 days in account. Our clients now and maybe even a month ago like have they started doing some like campaigns to maybe 
to push some some Christmas keywords, or do you find that they wait a little bit more before before trying to uh, push their ranking for keywords? It goes both ways. Uh, there are some that have already started uh, preparing, but um, it's a little bit difficult, uh, more difficult this year because of the restrictions with the inventory. So um, maybe um, we've had some situations where uh, they wanted to start like in early September to have a longer campaign and start to getting things ready for Prime Day and for Black Friday and everything, but no, no, not enough inventory. So. Mm, yeah. uh, they're sometimes switching to FBM listing uh, and uh, doing both ways. What are you going to have to do differently now that you are launching in Q4 as opposed to if you had done it on your original plan to launch in, in August or July? I think maybe um, a little, be a little more aggressive with the, with the launch. And uh, when I say aggressive, I don't just mean with the search find buy and... Um, um, keyword targeting and everything. I also, uh, I'm talking about PPC and uh, PPC is, seems to be extremely important this year. Uh, it has always been, but uh, my feeling is that it's more and more uh, it, on a growing trend, trend here. So, uh, you know, uh, brand registry, video ads, uh, all those opportunities uh, they allow right now. I think those need to be used in order to leverage uh, in front of your other competitors that are just doing the classical way. Um, and uh, I don't know, just just do things right. Um, one other thing I would mention would be uh, have an overall perspective of what happened also in uh, Q4. I mean, if you're launching in Q4, you don't need to to analyze uh, the sales and uh, everything that had been going on only from the beginning of the year because you're looking only three months back or six months back you just you have to check what happened the last q4 because some some players only you know uh, focus on on uh, q4 and um, you you need to take that into consideration mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so just um, uh, instead of uh, starting a launch uh, on a slower pace i would go I will go probably a little more, more aggressive on, on all parts. For you and, and your multiple businesses on Amazon, what are you doing or what have you been doing to prepare Kevin for, for Q4? And what yeah, are you think, expecting? I think the biggest challenge for everybody, whether you're brand new and just launching or whether you've been selling for a while is going to be inventory management with all the new restrictions. Uh, um, if they, this has already been talked about, you know, feel free to change the subject. But if, with all the new restrictions, uh, it's it's going to be difficult to uh, to maintain inventory. The, com uh, the new restrictions combined with uh, excessive delays and getting stuff checked in, and those delays are going to vary depending on where you have to send it. Um, one of the things I'm looking at is trying to get some stats from some different people on which warehouses are faster. And I may even do like product placement, pay the 30 cents or, or whatever mm. the fee is these days mm. and actually send it to somewhere else that uh, enroll the dice, hoping that it gets checked in faster if I, if I have a problem. Um, but I'm, I'm already, one of my products is, uh, uh, is calendars. So it's a seasonal item. And these typically sell best from about mid-November to about mid-January is when we do like 95% of the sales. But I started shipping them in in July. Even though we've been selling these for years, they still are considered a new ASIN, so it's the 200 limit. 
So I've been shipping them in and just building that slowly up. And I'm prepared right now to, to ship in as much as, as often as I need to, to just keep topping up to build that up. And I, I just hope that there's not delays. The other thing is everything you need to have FBM and FBA set up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so if you don't, if you either shipping out yourself out of your house or your garage, or if you got a warehouse in the back, like you do, um, sh- shipping out of there, um, yeah, I, I just came just from uh, my garage just now. I have a, I live in a, in a high-rise condo, but we have garages in the in the parking garage. It's actually, garages where people park their car. My garage is set up as an FBM center. Um, basically, I have a big one of those big monk, those big uh, elephants that spits out the peanuts, yep, yep. and I got a scale. Uh, there's no Wi-Fi down there, so I have to use my cell phone and turn on the uh, the Wi-Fi on my cell phone, a hotspot, and I uh-huh. have a computer, a Mac computer, the screen, and everything set up. And I have, uh, I, I use that for not so much for mostly Amazon businesses, but uh, we're doing a lot of influencer stuff right now for one of my businesses. So we ship stuff out of there. I have someone that comes and packs it, but uh, they, they go on the road uh, for like a month at a time. Uh, they're kind of living that lifestyle and doing all of our, our social media. But as she gets in, she'll come in and she'll pack, you know, a uh, hundred of these things. And then she'll message me, hey, three, these three need to get sent out. These two need to get sent out. I could have a fulfillment center do that, but we write a special note in each one and stuff, and we do some special stuff. So I just go down there and ship that stuff out. But so, but anyway, um, if you don't have a, a, if you're doing serious volume like I am in one of my other companies, I have a, 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 a fulfillment center that handles that, and that way you can uh, cross back and forth if you do run out of inventory. So those are probably the two biggest challenges that most people are going to need to be aware of, and then. Fourth quarter, just naturally, the sales go up. Even if you have a, a seasonal or holiday type of item or giftable item, it goes, it can go crazy up, 10, 20 times up. If it's just a normal item, um, it can still, just because of the increase in traffic, the people on there, um, they you know, sales typically go up for most people. Um, and with the with what's happening with the pandemic stuff and the the rise in e-commerce i don't know what's going to happen i noticed like prime day this year as far as i know nobody was offered uh, lightning deals or deals of the day of uh, around prime day you know normally they they announce that in advance and let you get you extra time to ship it in this year there's none of that and that may be the same thing for uh um cyber monday and uh um, black friday too they may be just you know not at, amazon may not want that extra extra traffic. Do you allocate a little bit more time both on the uh, production side and in the shipping time due to it being Q4? Yeah, I do. I mean, you have issues, even if you're in the product sourcing stage right now, if you're like just starting and it's in quarter four, you're going to get less response from a lot of factories. They're just busy, you know? And so when you're trying to ping them just to, for pricing and stuff, you're going to have issues. So I start, I, I usually, uh, I do add like an extra month. Um, and so I try to try to have all my inventory in the United States by September. Um, so just that way, if there's a delay, if I get a customs, uh, you know, check that delays it a couple of weeks or something, um, or who knows what, I still have it by October. And that way, if I get in September, I can get all my organization done and, and split it up, have the 3PL do whatever they got to do. Or if you're shipping, you can't really ship straight to Amazon anymore unless you're doing under 200 units. And, and then uh, start sending it in in October. Now this year, like I said, I started in July. Um, I do have, I do not recommend a new person launch in the fourth quarter unless it's a s- seasonal item, but new people really shouldn't be doing seasonal items because uh, it's a little bit trickier. But um, I do have some products launching um, 
one next week and uh, three in later in October, but that's not normal. But those these are their extensions of a they're not brand new things, they're extensions of what we already have. So and they're in high demand right now and low supply. Uh, so worldwide. Uh, so that's uh, something that uh, we will be doing. But yeah, I do add an extra month or two um, to it uh, to make sure. And so, like I said, try to have everything in by September. If you're just now shipping stuff in, you know, you might be able to air freight some stuff, but your costs are higher and you're going to have some issues. Um, it's it's and Plus, the other thing with fourth quarter is it's harder to rank. If you're doing search find buys or ManyChat or even PPC costs are way higher. Uh, typically and search find buys you're gonna have to give away you know even if you look at helium 10 and look at the you know the how many you got to give away there you know that 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 number typically rises for most stuff too so it just gets more expensive for most people and it, it's better to wait and don't forget january things don't die and and right before christmas january is almost as good as december because a lot of people what happens on amazon especially for sup, any kind of weight loss stuff or fitness stuff or su- a lot of the supplements but Everything in general still has a nice peak in, in January because a lot of people get stuff for its Christmas gifts, they return it, and then they have a credit from Amazon, they go buy something else. Or people get a lot of people get gift cards. And so they're on Amazon buying. So there's a don't don't overlook January. A lot of people get caught with their pants down thinking that December twenty third, twenty fourth, all right, that was nice, but no. Uh, you have a couple day reprieve and then it starts right back up again. Uh, speaking of speaking of that, like, you know, people who may be delaying, you don't want to delay too much because then now you might risk, um, you know, missing the the Chinese new year. So like, when would you say, Hey, put your order in by this date in December or whenever to make sure that it's done in time before people go on vacation for uh, Chinese new year. Yeah. Chinese new year, the date, the, that week, it's really about 10 days. Uh, it, to two weeks uh, where it's just a mess. That's that varies depending on the year and the moon cycles or whatever it is between late January to mid February is when it starts. So you get first thing to know is know when that is. You also have in November, uh, in October, November, uh, you have the uh, national holiday too, which basically shuts everything down for a week. Don't forget, don't forget about that. But yeah, coming for for shipping uh, for Chinese New Year, it depends on your factory's lead times. I mean, so you got to back it up from if your factory's a if Chinese New Year starts January 28th, remember a lot of people leave like the week before, um, you know, except some of the executives and stuff like that. So I would say January 20th, uh, and I would add a week to 10 days buffer. So January 10th, if it takes them four weeks to, to make my product, back it up to December 10th, and then I'd add another week. So probably December 1st, I'm place, at, the, at the latest, I'm placing my order. All right, we're coming up on the end here, Kevin. Any um last uh thoughts on on some great tips that that amazon sellers should just definitely be putting on it doesn't have to be q4 i mean if it's a q4 uh tip great if not then something else that amazon sellers should or should not uh be doing in the next few months well first thing is you just need to know your numbers i mean a lot too many people don't know their numbers i see so many students like in the freedom ticket that their landing cost is six bucks and they're selling it for 12. um and they just you're not going to make money money's made in the sourcing and not in the selling. So you got to source well, um, and you got to have the margins. If you don't have a three to five X margin, you need to uh, reevaluate what you're doing. Uh, unless you're just going to think you're going to sell 500 a day and can work off of small margins. But even at that, the competition can come in and take, take it out from under you too, too easily. So that's the number one thing that people need to really pay attention to and go take a look at what you're selling. Now you maybe need to get, you got a lot of dead weight. Yeah. It's nice to have, you know, 
if you got ten thousand dollars a month coming in right now, um, but five four thousand that you're just losing money on, uh, get rid of it. Uh, you know, it's better to take in six thousand dollars a month than it is ten thousand actually make money. Uh, and, and don't stick with a product too long. Too many people, this is their pet product. I spent three months researching it. I made it better. I created a nice design. I got all this work into it. I know it's good. I know it's good. Uh, it's just, I just need some more PPC or I just need uh, this one guy to quit hacking my account or jumping on my listing or whatever. Just be willing to cut cut and run uh, and move on to the next one. Don't, don't get too emotionally tied to anything. Uh, and... It, it's a numbers game and it, it's uh, you got to be able to adapt and move quick and that's how people like us uh we're like the gorilla marketers you know we can we can move a lot faster than some corporation can that's got a lot of layers and, and we can adapt and that's how how you can compete on amazon it's a beautiful platform uh to be able to compete and it's it gives a small guy a huge chance to compete as yeah. much as a billion dollar guy well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that information and I hope you were able to pull out some points. I would love to hear what was your favorite point that you learned in this episode that you guys are going to implement. What I hate to hear or what I hate to see is people watching the training videos or listening to the podcast and they say, oh yeah, this is great stuff. I loved it, I loved it. And that's it. They don't do anything about it. I want you guys to implement it. So I wanna know what is your top thing that you guys are gonna do, maybe make like an Instagram story of it, all right? Make an Instagram story, write it down, and tag me. Tag me and tag Helium 10 Software and tag H10 Bradley, that's my Instagram handle, about what of the top strategies that you learned from this episode. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do us a solid and leave us a review so that we know we're doing great and what we need to improve on as well. So thank you so much guys for listening in and we'll see you on the next episode.